0: Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is, The Peters Train for Street Evangelism. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize! Now, there are two hymns in this week's story, but we are not looking for the answer of the doxology. So while that's in the story, that is not the answer we're looking for. Last week's winner was Allie of Walnut Creek, California, with her answer of, Brethren, we have met to worship, from the story, Pugnacious Pearson and Penelope. Great job, Allie! Okay, let's get to this week's story. The Peters Train for Street Evangelism. The Peters family sat in church in early January, listening to Pastor Felsdow as he taught a message out of Isaiah 40, 9 through 11. His focus was on Jesus as shepherd, tending his flock. Family church was new to Evergreen Reformed Church. All the children, young and old, would sit with their families during the service, and afterward, everyone had the opportunity to go to Sunday school. So Daddy and Mama Peters had been training Priscilla and Patience to sit still during the service. Though it had been proven to be somewhat challenging at times, Priscilla and Patience were catching on and learning how to sit still and even listen a little bit. When Pastor Felsdow talked about how shepherds tend to their flocks and how Jesus, the good shepherd, tends to the flock so much better, Priscilla and Patience grew excited and began to baa, baa, just a little bit like sheep. Mama Peter shushed them quickly, but with a smile on her face and whispered, Good listening. At the end of the message, Pastor Felsdow invited Moby Fleiss up to the platform. It was unusual for the congregation to end with anything except the doxology, so all eyes were on Moby as he ascended the steps. Moby, please explain what we have planned for our church in the new year. Pastor Felsdow handed Moby the microphone. Thank you, Pastor Felsdow. Yes, good morning, everyone. We've been considering some of the things we can do as a church beginning the new year and even beyond that. As parents, we all want our children to know and believe the gospel, so in thinking through that, we've concluded it would be a good idea for Evergreen Reformed to implement an organized evangelism outreach for our people. This will come in the form of street evangelism. We plan to evangelize right here in Evergreen Heights, and if enough people come out, we'll send some into the Heights as well. We will have a short training on it tomorrow night, and then we'll plan to go out on Thursday and Friday evenings. I mentioned earlier that we would like to extend this on this month and try street evangelism throughout the year, and the Lord willing, throughout the coming years. The plan is to hand out flyers and small Bibles if people are interested. We don't really plan to have an age limit for the event, but we would encourage everyone who would like to participate to come out. We'll plan to hit Evergreen Heights Plaza, where there tends to be a lot of foot traffic, and see if we can bend some ears for the sake of the gospel, too. There's no need to sign up. If you would like to join us, just show up tomorrow night right here for training. Pearson and Penelope, listening intently in their seats, knew, without question, they would like to be part of the outreach. Pearson glanced over to the row across from him and noticed that his good friend Todd Hicks was also on the edge of his seat. He knew that good old Todd would certainly want to be part of the street evangelism, too, and Pearson grew extra excited to go along with a buddy. His thoughts were broken up when Pastor Felsdow began to speak. Well, thank you, Moby. We're excited to see what God will do through this ministry. And now we will pray and invite you to join us for Sunday school. You can look in your bulletins for class locations. Pastor Felsdow pointed to the bulletin and then began to pray. Sunday school was abuzz with talk of the street evangelism announcement. So Mrs. Palm, the junior class teacher, allowed for extra chat time before the singing commenced. Todd, you going to go? Pearson asked, "Are you kidding me, Pearson? I'm totally in, dude. I'm. Mean, it's it's going to it's gonna be. It's going to be rocking. I can't wait to share the good news of Jesus with random people." Todd was his usual exuberant self. Penelope, who had been listening, was less confident than were Pearson and Todd, and a lot more tentative. "I'm a little nervous about it." Todd looked surprised. "Why, Dudette? Well." "'What if people don't want to talk to me? "'What if I don't know what to say? "'And and what if, well, well, I guess I have a a lot of what ifs?' "'Todd, who had no what ifs, answered back, "'Yo, little dudette, don't worry. "'You're not always going to know what to say, "'but you do know what to pray. "'Whoa, did you just hear that? "'I'm a poet. "'That was a totally tubular rhyme I just spit. "'That was genius. "'I got to say that again. "'You don't got to know what to say. "'You got to know what to pray.' This time, Todd said it with a great deal of panache. That's pretty good, Penelope giggled, <laughs> and then spotted Nora, who was walking up to her. Hi, Nora. I didn't know you were here. Hi, Pen. I was sitting in the back with my mom and dad. Nora was thrilled that her parents had begun taking her to church, in spite of themselves. Well, we were just talking about the church, that street evangelism thing. You heard about that, right? You gonna go? Penelope wanted to know. Oh, Pen. I really want to, but I'm pretty sure my mom won't be super interested in it. Maybe I could get a ride with your family, she suggested. Well, of course you can, Nora. As always, Todd had something to say about it. It's going to be a rockin' time, dudettes. Bet you people are going to be saved right and left. Bam, saved. Boom, saved. There's another one. Todd pointed in different directions as though people were right in front of him, surrendering their lives to Christ left and right. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that easy, Todd. Pearson chuckled. <laughs> uh, yo, with God anything is possible, so I'm not too worried about it, Todd laughed, which sounded more like a cackle. <laughs> he and the other students quickly quieted down when Mrs. Palm signaled that it was time to begin class. She introduced the old hymn, Rescue the Perishing, noting that it was the appropriate song to sing given the street evangelism project Moby Fleiss had introduced in the church service. On the way home from church, Daddy Peters began chatting about the street evangelism opportunity. I'm looking forward to seeing how God will use this new project of street evangelism. I'm excited too, Daddy Peters, but I don't know that we should bring the twins. Maybe I can bring them in the stroller for part of the evening until they get tired. I'll just come along as support, Mama Peters pondered aloud. That's a good idea, dear, Daddy Peters glanced lovingly at his wife. I'm pretty sure that Patience and Priscilla will love the sights and sounds of the plaza. I love the sights of the plaza myself. They'll see the plaza lit up at night and smell the aroma of different foods as it wafts out into the plaza. Oh, and Daddy Peters, uh, by the way, can Nora ride with us? She wants to come, but, but she doesn't think her fam- her parents will be too keen on the idea. Of course, Pen, That'll work just fine, Daddy Peters responded. The next day... Daddy Peters got off work a bit early and drove home to find that Penelope and Pearson had already finished their schooling. Wow, it's not even three and you're done? Daddy Peters' eyes were wide with surprise. Hello, Daddy Peters. They've been focused on their mission all day long. They just can't wait for the evangelism training, so they were especially thorough and efficient in their schoolwork today, Mama Peters explained. Huh, Maybe we should consider having evangelism training every day, Daddy Peters proposed. Maybe we've hit on something. I'm all for anything that serves as an impetus to help you complete your schoolwork faster, Daddy Peters said playfully as he hugged each of his four children. Well, look at you, Daddy Peters. You're home early from work. So maybe you're excited, too, Pearson observed. I am excited, Pearson. Plus, since it's early January and we've not yet begun to gear up for the new projects, My boss told everyone we could leave before closing time. Well, I love having you home, my darling husband. And the earlier, the better, Mama Peters remarked. Daddy and Mama Peters embraced their love for each other quite evident. Daddy Peters then turned to the kids. This week, we're planning to let a whole lot of people know about the gospel. Who's with me? He shouted as though he were leading a troop of soldiers into battle. Pearson and Penelope who were already stoking excitement in their own hearts, cried out, We are, Daddy Peters! That was quickly followed by jumping and shouting from the twins, who would do anything to be part of the fun. Mama Peters just looked on at the noisy army and stared at her family, who was jumping and shouting. There was nothing she could do to quell the rising tide, so she just watched in amusement. The hoopla was interrupted when the doorbell rang. Penelope took off immediately to open the door, taking a quick look through the peephole first. It's Nora, she announced, before throwing the door wide open. Hey, Nellie, I just wanted to come by to say that Mom and Dad are going to bring me tonight to the training, so I don't need a ride after all. Oh, that's great, Nora. Are they going to come too? Penelope asked. "Yup. they said they're wanting to be part of the things that are important to me, so that's pretty cool. Nora looked so pleased. That is so cool! Penelope replied. I know, Nora agreed. Anyway, I'll see you soon, okay, Pen? All right. Bye, Nora. Penelope waved as her friend walked off. That's funny, Penelope said as she turned to Mama Peters. How so? Mama Peters asked, having heard the conversation even above the din of the still excited Daddy Peters and Pearson and the twins. Well, that our parents are going to learn to evangelize even though they're not saved themselves. That is funny, Pen. But you never know how the Lord will work, Mama Peters said to her oldest daughter. Penelope nodded and thought about the truth of Mama Peters' statement. The Lord had shown himself again and again in remarkable and frequently in unexpected ways. Before leaving for the evangelism training, the family sat down to dinner together. Daddy Peters prayed over the food and also prayed that God would enable Moby to articulately lead the training And that it would bear much fruit. When the family arrived at Evergreen Reform Church, there were lots of cars in the parking lot. The family took their seats inside the church, which was nearly full. The cold outside had given way to a light snow, and the warmth of the sanctuary, in addition to the hot cocoa that was offered in the front, made the night extra special. After beginning the training with prayer and praying that the Holy Spirit would empower those that were there, Moby Fleiss handed out special evergreen Reformed Church tracts with the gospel message and began speaking about the various possibilities that face the excited evangelists. We need to point the listener back to the law. It's a good idea to ask those who are willing to listen and with whom we come in contact if they've ever violated any of God's commandments. Ask simple questions, assuming they've broken God's laws, because we know they have. Ask things like, How many lies do you think you've told in your life? Or, have you ever stolen anything? And give suggestions for things that they may have stolen, things as small as a paper clip. Also ask if they've ever taken the Lord's name in vain. You see where I'm going? We want them to acknowledge, not to us as much, but to themselves, that these are ways they have broken God's law. Because Romans 3, 19-20 says, Now we know that whatever the law says... It says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. We pray that the Holy Spirit will use those questions to bring awareness of the sin of the people with whom we speak. Moby explained to his captive audience. He continued, Galatians three twenty four to 25 says that the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under the law. It is so important to convey hope that though they, and not just them, but all of us have broken God's laws many times, more accurately, countless times. And that's the point where we'll be quick to share Romans three twenty one through 26, which includes that all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God, but that we can now be justified freely by His grace. As we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, we hope to help people understand that this is most important. Moby Fleiss continued to speak for a while longer. Everyone seemed to be drinking in his words like water to thirsty souls. Penelope happened to look Nora's way she noticed that Nora was equally captivated by Moby's words. But what really caught her eye was Nora's mom, Mrs. Thompson, who was sitting motionless, transfixed, and staring at Moby. Tears were rolling down her cheeks. Mr. Thompson was also listening as intently, and Penelope felt her own eyes fill with tears. Mama Peters had been right. She could see that the Lord was doing something marvelous, something remarkable. And she felt her heart get all squishy inside and filled with joy as she knew she was watching someone in that moment whose eyes were being opened to the gospel by the power of the Holy Spirit and whose life was being changed. She turned to Mama Peters, who had glanced in the same direction and with the same responsive tears, squeezed Penelope's hand in recognition of what they were both seeing. And after the talk, as if in a daze, The Thompsons walked over to where the Peters were standing, and after exchanging hugs, Mrs. Thompson said softly, Mama Peters, I believe. I believe the words that Moby was sharing. I believe that Jesus is God, and I'm a sinner, and that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Mama Peters hugged her tightly as tears rolled down both of their cheeks. Oh, Mrs. Thompson, praise the Lord. Praise Jesus, Mama Peters murmured. Mr. Thompson shook hands with Daddy Peters and said, "'Something he said, it it just, it just clicked. And I want Jesus to be the center of my life. I can't wait to share this good news. It's so astonishing.' He spoke with such conviction that Daddy Peters didn't know exactly what to say. With tears in his eyes and a lump in his throat, Daddy Peters could only manage to mutter, "'God is amazing, Mr. Thompson. Praise his name!' the Peters family, along with the Thompson family, made their way out of the church, quiet and excited for the change that was sure to come. Before driving home, they stopped at a cafe where they enjoyed slices of pie and talked over all their newfound beliefs. Daddy Peters and Mama Peters glowed as they shared with their neighbors, who had now become part of their family, as members of the family of God, the greatest family to which anyone can belong. And Nora, so full of joy, could hardly do anything but cry and smile throughout all of it. That Thursday, street evangelism was extra special. Nora's family, as newborn believers, were as excited to share their faith as anyone, and all of those who had come out were especially encouraged as the good news of Jesus was sounding forth in the plaza with fervor and a passion for the gospel. This is Grandmom's Corner. I've asked my oldest grandson, Judah, who's 14, to share with you about his experiences with street evangelism. The way our church and the Worldview Camp Judah attended last summer practiced street evangelism is to approach people and ask if they'd be willing to chat for a few minutes. If they are willing, that serves as a catalyst to begin a discussion about spiritual matters. Judah and a friend had a chance to engage with some other high schoolers when they went out and it was a great time to share the gospel. Here's Judah to talk about it in his own words. Hi, my name is Judah, and sometimes with my high school group, I've gone evangelizing, and this worldview camp, I also went evangelizing. And you go out into some street and just talk to people about what their worldview is, you know, just ask them questions, like, about where they think they're going to go after they die, and questions basically like that, and you can share the gospel with them, what you. what you think about their worldview and, you know, talk to them about it. And then I'm, when I'm doing that, I'm the, fulfilling the great commission, which God told us to go out uh, to others and proclaim the gospel to them. I uh, said Mark sixteen fifteen, And so it's pretty cool hearing from other people when you go out there like that. In 1 Peter three fifteen, it says that we must be ready to give an answer for why we are filled with hope. In other words, if an unbelieving friend of yours asks you a question like, you know what, you're always so nice to everyone. Don't you ever get mad? Or, my mom won't let me stay and play after dark. I don't get it. She's so annoying. But you know what, you never act like that when your mom calls you in. How come? Well, those are perfect opportunities to tell about how God helps you to be obedient and not complain. Of course, we must always be quick to include that we're sinners. And there are times we do complain and we do disobey our parents. But it's a great opportunity to talk about how you know Jesus. And when you know Jesus, He changes you from the inside out. That is, He changes your heart and makes you a new person, just like it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. If you don't already, start praying that God will open doors so that you can share the good news that Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Ask God to give you the courage to boldly proclaim the gospel to those who don't know him. On an upcoming Grandma's Corner in the near future, I'll share how God gave my oldest daughter and me the chance to share the gospel with one of my daughter's midwives as we sat waiting for the baby to come. The Lord opened the door in an organic, unexpected way, and we continue to pray that the seeds of the gospel that were sown that day will one day bear fruit. That is, that the midwife will come to faith in Christ. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.